0: Let us pray. Father, we do thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the ways that you use all things to bring your name joy, glory, honor that you deserve. We're thankful for these servants that use their musical talents, their abilities, their skills to celebrate you, to help us celebrate you to allow us to worship through whatever we're going through. And now, God, would you allow the preaching and the teaching and the encouragement that comes from your word to change our lives. Let us listen. Let us receive. Let us be equipped so we can be on mission for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. There is a... Uh, a, a a problem that uh, I heard some kids talking about. They said, uh, you know, Christmas coming up and uh, if the mailman don't come on time, it's going to be a problem. They said, if, the, if, the, if these gifts that are supposed to be in route don't show up on time, there, there, there's going to be some issues. There's going to be some some, some problems. Uh, y'all understand what problems are like. You, you know that, that sometimes uh, you can have a couple of things that you might call inconveniences or problems. Let's just say for all the parents that, that were planning to send their kids to school, then the school call you up and they say, uh-uh, school's canceled today. You all of a sudden got a little bit of a problem. Some, some adjustments that have to happen or you get to come into that light and all of a sudden them brakes go a little bit of eek, You start to sense some, some problems. I was trying to wrap my mind around some of the problems that people have been having during COVID. And one of those problems was why people was buying all this toilet paper. I'm like, all right, I know we got some issues, but what's what's leading us to do all this? We stocking up, we stacking up folks is getting fifty and sixty rolls of toilet paper what 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 is happening and and there's this study that's been done on why people started storing up so much toilet paper. This professor from Boston University in uh an article written by Boston.com, Dr. J. Uh, Zagorski says, it actually makes a lot of sense because of this thing called zero risk bias. That when you're faced with an uncertain situation, people feel better if they can just eliminate one risk. That people buying toilet paper eliminates the small risk of running out of, during quarantine. People might not be able to eliminate the risk of catching COVID, but they can eliminate the risk of running out of toilet paper. So this makes most people feel like they have some sense of control. Ain't that interesting? That in the midst of everything going on, all types of drama, you feel like, okay, let me get toilet paper and I can actually have a sense of control in my life. I know I've done that. I've had problems taking place in my life and drama coming at me. And what I do, I hit the door and I pick for the littlest kid in the house and I'm going to tell them what to do. I'm going to get just a sense of control. But what happens when a problem is real, a problem is in our face, a problem is around us and there's nothing we can do, it is fully out of our control. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 1 today, where we will have an understanding of a problem. A problem that you and I could not do something about a problem that gets solved. That's the title of my sermon today, Problem Solved. Matthew chapter 1, and I know there's some interesting names that happen. And if somebody's in Matthew chapter 1, can you tell me what that page number is, please? So we can make sure the rest of our family is there together. Matthew chapter 1. 807, 807 is the page number. Amen. We're going to skip through some of those beautiful names, and we're going to start in verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, page 807, starting in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. We got a a little bit of a problem from from the start. You got Mary betrothed to Joseph. Betrothed is just like like if you get down on one knee and you ask this woman, will she marry you? And she says, yes. Now betrothed means that legally you guys can begin to move forward as if you are married, but spiritually you are not yet spiritually it will happen at the at the official wedding it'll happen once once the consummation takes place but but now legally you begin acting and conducting yourself as if you are one and there can be no betrayal but there seems like there's been betrayal there seems like there's been something that's gone awry i mean for Joseph to notice that she is pregnant, she's now got to be in her second trimester. And Brother Joe knows that he has not helped create this child physically. And so now he has to wrestle with an issue, an issue where he thinks that maybe some sin has taken place, maybe some Things have taken place that's out of the plan that he had. Maybe the vision that he had of him and wife skipping down the road might not be what he had hoped. It's a situation where he's got to wrestle with the magnitude of what he thinks is her decision. It's a decision of potential sin. But that, that sheds light on a, on a bigger problem. You see, the problem that Joseph has to wrestle with, which is what do I do with this woman that I seem to have been getting ready to get married to? We were about to be one, where well, we were one legally. We were about to move towards marriage and now this. You can imagine all that's going through his mind. You can imagine the snickering starting to take place in the community You can imagine the weight of what he perceives is sin and what does he do in a situation filled with a problem. It says in verse 19 that her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Just man. I mean, he was a a man that had some character, an upright guy, the type of guy that if you had a daughter, you'd be like, I want my daughter to marry him. Respectful dude that in the in the community, people saw him and would say, that's the type of brother you want to have mentor you. An upstanding man. And instead of putting her out there, because back in the day, if someone cheated, there would be death that comes upon them. But now they say, we'll just shame you in the public sphere. You know, you can imagine the snickering. You can imagine the the voices of people. You can imagine the the social weight that comes on. She was about to marry Joseph. You know how good he is. She going to do him like that? You can imagine what's taking place, the rumors that that can begin. You can imagine the shame that gets heaped upon someone, and you can see we got a a problematic situation. But this problem reflects something that is bigger. It's a problem that you and I have. It's a problem that all of humanity has, and it's a problem that creates the need for Jesus. Jesus. You see, the bigger problem than just as she might have cheated on him or that or that he wants to protect her from shame that the culture would heap upon her. The bigger problem is one of sin. You see, Romans chapter five, verse 12 says this. It says, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, And so death spread to all men because all sinned. All men because all sinned. So now we're looking and have the magnifying glass on Joseph and on Mary. But actually, if we pull back a minute, we see that sin is running rampant. It breaks my heart to see the effects of sin on our culture. Was talking with someone and they had friends and family over and they were all kicking it together. And next thing they know, crazy stuff on the children's phones. Sin running rampant. Talking to people who were taken advantage of by scams this holiday season where they thought they were getting gifts and sin running rampant. Kids now thinking it's cool To fight and then see how many views you can get on World Star and so many other TikTok. You can you can, and now it's cool to beat up or even get beat up. How did getting beat up become cool? (laughs) Sin is running rampant. But then we have political leaders. That talk about other countries and talk about other nations and talk about other groups as if they're less than us. Sin running rampant. Joseph has to deal with a potentially sinful situation. But look in verse 20 what happens. But as he's considering these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. I know what it might look like. I know that this could potentially be something that you are terrified of. You're scared of what the people are going to say. You're scared of of the the ramifications, what's going to happen if, if the world finds out. You're scared of the effects of this sin. Don't fear. Don't worry, Joseph. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. You see, when humanity is headed down one road, when we are struggling, when we are not in alignment with what God's plan and his prophecy is, God will disrupt it. He'll bring forth an angel, one of his messengers to realign us. And in the story of Christmas, in the story of Christ's birth, we have angel after angel stepping in and realigning us, getting us back on back on track for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit you see we had a a serious problem y'all the problem of sin and the question is why would God have to become a man This text helps us wrestle with the question of if sin is a real problem, why did God become a man? Why did God become human? Why did God have to step into our world? Continue with me in. in verse nine or excuse me, in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. Because God shares a bit of what's coming. He gives some, some whispers. He gives some, some, some plans of what's coming down the road. He says, for unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Have you ever been to something where, where you were to look out? You ever been to, a, to, a, to an event where you would look out, maybe you went to a wedding and they had you stand at the door and you had to wait till they came in from the reception and you're like, okay, they're coming, here they come, they're getting ready. Okay, y'all getting ready, we're about to do this. Or maybe you had to, 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 to be the one to keep everybody quiet because you're doing a surprise party for somebody and just when they're about to come to the door, you get everybody ready for surprise There's a sense of waiting, a sense of anticipation, a sense of getting prepared for that moment. Well, the people of God were waiting, anticipating. They were getting ready. They were getting ready for the wonderful counselor, getting ready for mighty God, getting ready for everlasting father, getting ready for the prince of peace to deal with the sin problem. But here's what's messed up. They believe, like you and I sometimes believe, that the sin problem had to do with everybody, everybody else. Come on now, you know when you call your friend and you've been in a drama, a situation, you tell them your side, somehow your side always seemed to be (laughs) the right side. Your side always seemed to be the the, the good side. You see, these people, the people of God, were saying, come mighty counselor, come mighty, mighty God, and come take over these people who've done us wrong. Come harm them, because they've harmed your people. Come get them, God. But see, God's coming to deal with a problem. He was coming to deal with a, a major problem But they missed, and we sometimes miss that the problem is in us. And so verse 21 tells us what takes place, how this problem solver deals with our greatest problem. Verse 21 says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins father was expected to to name his son at the at the time of of 8 days after the birth when a child was circumcised and 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 the name would have a value of who this child would be and what he would do and and the name Jesus is is a Hebrew term from Yeshua which means the Lord saves the Lord saves But there's a process that God has in order for saving to take place. If you understand that there's a problem, the problem is that sin dwells within us. Then God says, well, I'm going to send the answer to help with your sin. That's what Christmas is about. I'm breaking into your world to help with this problem that you have. The question then becomes, then why is your answer a human baby? Why is your answer, God, you coming in to do life with us in the flesh? I got a few texts, and they'll come up on the screen. If you feel like flipping, get your fingers ready, because we're gonna jump over a little bit. Hebrews chapter 9 says this. It gives us, it gives us a sense of his process. You know, process. My 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 beautiful wife and my daughters and My mom and sisters, I've seen the the hair process. I've seen where sometimes you got to wash your hair up. Then you got to get the conditioner in the hair. Then you got to dry the hair. Then you might straighten the hair, curl the hair, do it. It's a process, and don't mess the process up. You see, Christ had a process for forgiveness of sin. Hebrews chapter nine, verse 22 says, Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. What is God's process for forgiving sin? That there would be a sacrifice brought before him. And that sacrifice would would be one where blood gets shed. This animal is brought, brought before him. And blood gets shed. Deuteronomy fifteen twenty one says it like this. But if any has blemish, if it is lame or blind or any serious blemish, whatever, you shall not sacrifice it to the Lord. That God had a process for sin being forgiven, but you couldn't just bring anything. You can't just come to the Lord with your scraps. With your, You got to bring him the best. But there was no sacrifice good enough to last forever. So you had to keep coming, keep coming, keep coming to deal with our sin. But the beauty is that there is a sacrifice that becomes clean enough. I, I, I remember I was trying to, to clean something up at home and uh, you know, you, you might get a little, little bit dirty while you're cleaning. Well, one of the kids wanted to come help me. Now, if I'm dirty trying to help clean up something and we're trying to work on something, you know how one of them came. Uh, feet dragging in the dirt, kicking it the whole nine. Well, 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 even with a good heart, even with a good posture, if you are dirty, it's tough to make something else clean. You can't do it. I, I, I've never been like my mom was one whose words were, were strong, whose, whose words could just get you in line. Boy, you better move. Da-da-da. The only time I remember my mom like popping my hand was after I came out the house. I'm dirty, I'm playing outside, and I just walk in the kitchen with dirty hands. Boy, you better go clean them hands first before you come in my kitchen. But see, the the, the problem with these sacrifices was that even the best sacrifice was still filthy. It still was dirty. And so God says, hold up. I see y'all need my help. I see y'all need to remedy this problem, this sin problem that's affecting your heart and affecting others. You need help. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you celebrate Christmas every year. Have you celebrate the fact that I came in human form? And in doing that, I demonstrated a perfect sacrifice. You leave here today, you should be able to say this sentence: the problem of sin was solved by the perfect sacrifice, Jesus. The problem of sin was solved by the perfect sacrifice. Of Jesus, Hebrews 10.10 says it like this, for God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. You see, we give gifts and we get excited about Christmas and we're able to go from sadness to joy because we realize he stepped in on our behalf. He said, no, I will not let you keep bringing these dirty sacrifices. I will not have this standard where you have to keep coming, keep coming. I will not have it so that your sins can't be forgiven. I will step in. I will enter into your world I will dwell with you I will be made flesh so that you and I could have our sins forgiven forgiven verse 22 all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Family, God came into our world, broke into our reality. Because he wanted to deal with a problem that affected us all. Sin is real. It affects our workplace environment. Sin is real. I was talking to a guy who who doesn't like unions. I was like, well, man, we wouldn't need unions if, if business owners took care of their people. Unions formed because people was being taken advantage of. You see, we, we you pick the environment. We can go to professional where people are taking advantage of people. I, I just saw in the news reports the other day, doctors that took advantage of covid money. I'm like, hold up. You a doctor. Ain't you already balling like you got to take you tripling the covid like what? Like greed is real at every level. The poorest of the poor and the richest of the rich can have a heart of greed. Breaks my heart, especially when I see, I mean, I don't like anybody fighting, but especially when I see our young. Breaks my heart to see how sin, and then God says, nope, guess what? Over it all. I can provide restoration to the father. Through me, whatever you've done wrong can be forgiven. See, Christmas is about celebrating Christ, breaking. But it's also about living like Christ and maybe doing what he did. Place this Christmas if you gave the gift of forgiveness. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. Ooh, Pastor. Go on, Pastor. Go on. Okay. What would it look like instead of like, you know, spending extra time on Etsy or Amazon or out at the mall? You said. Somebody forgive and they receive it or not. I know in my heart, I want what Christ has done for me. And so the only reason we give gifts is to to respond in worship, to do as what was modeled for us. So we're model. Christ's forgiving posture. And look at someone else and say to you, I forgive you. Whether it was intentional, it was accidental. As Christ has forgiven me and he has disrupted my life, as he has allowed me to no longer be a slave to sin. And now I get to be joyous and delight in righteousness. I will give the gift of forgiveness. there's an article with an unknown author author that says, if your greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an accountant or an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. So, God sent us a Savior. He sent us Himself. If you ever wonder about the problem of sin and how it was solved, it was solved through Jesus Christ becoming flesh and entering into our world. Let us pray together. Lord, we're thankful for the Savior that you sent. And that song was so beautiful, Lord, because we can only imagine what it's like to be in your presence and none of the sinful effects. None of them hurt us. We don't have to worry about our loved ones who are physically hurting our loved ones who have gone on, Lord. We don't have to worry about any of that. All we can worry about is how and which way I plan to praise you and celebrate you today. Surrounded by your glory. We have so many ways to, to celebrate you. Joanne might bust out in a poem. Shauna might bust out in a song. Carolyn might bust out with a, 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 an artistic expression, Lord. We don't know. We're just going to use all of who we are To say hallelujah. But you want us to start that posture now. You want us, Lord, to be reminded of the forgiveness that we experience every Christmas. To be reminded of you breaking into our world fully God and fully man to be the perfect sacrifice so that our sins could be forgiven. We're grateful for you, Lord. Thank you for solving the problem. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.